Welcome to another episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast, where we chronicle the baseball trip of a lifetime while raising awareness of the needs of children in the foster system through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. This is Ron Clements with my wife, Patty. Hello. And we are in lovely Bartonville, Illinois, your hometown. That's right. Home of the Rockets. Yeah, there's you and Jim Tomey and uh, anybody else of note who attended Limestone High School. Well, of course, there's my sisters and my nephews and niece. Oh, so so the whole Wright clan. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's all we need to know. There's Jim, Tomey, and then the Wrights. Right. <laughs> so the World Series is set. Uh, as of Saturday night, unfortunately for my Brewers, they were not able to advance to their second World Series with a 5-1 to loss to the Dodgers in Game 7. Uh, and yeah, that was a little painful watching that Saturday night. Well, and like I said, I am sorry for your loss. Well, nobody died. No, <laughs> but I am sad for you that they lost. Well, thank you. But it means I, a lot coming from a Cardinals fan. But I really didn't think they could beat the Red Sox. The Red Sox have been really hot. Well, we'll uh, I'll we'll get to that in a minute. I'll tell you why I think the Brewers did matched up well against the Red Sox. But it's going to be the Red Sox and Dodgers and and. Um, the Red Sox handled the Astros, the defending champs, in five games. The Red Sox won 108 games this year, and if you add in the wins that they had in the ALDS and the ALCS, they won 115 games, and that's just an incredible feat. Yeah, that's six six seven. Yeah, the the regular season winning percentage, yeah, one of the highest ever. Uh, I mean, the I think the record for wins in the regular season is like 115, so they fell or 116 rather. They fell short of that. Uh, it was like the 1908 Cubs and like the 2001 Mariners or something like that. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Of course, the 1908 Cubs won the World Series. They're last since the 2016 uh, World Series when they beat the Indians. Uh, the Astros got past the Indians and the and the won ALDS and the Red Sox uh, handled the Yankees. But Brewers, though, great year, young team. Uh, this is a team that won 95 games, and then they won a 96th game by beating the Cubs in the at Wrigley Field to clinch the NL Central in that game 163. The Dodgers and Rockies and Brewers and Cubs all played in, in that 163. Dodgers won 92 games, including their 163 win over the Rockies. Uh, but the Brewers, I don't know if it's a karmic thing or what, but they were unable to celebrate on their home field at Miller Park. They had to watch the Dodgers celebrate a World Series berth there. And the Brewers, though, clinched a postseason berth at Bush Stadium, celebrated at the Cardinals' home. They clinched the NL Central at Wrigley Field, celebrated on the Cubs' field. Then they swept the Rockies and celebrated their advancement to the NLCS at Coors Field on the Rockies' field. So... It would have been nice for the fans if the Brewers would have been able to celebrate their second World Series berth at Miller Park, but maybe it was a little, little bit of karma there working out because the Brewers got to celebrate on on the visit on the you know enemy territory three times. Well, and that brings up a point that I've talked to you about before. I don't like the whole champagne celebration at every step of the way. It just, I do not either. 
it's overdone. You don't see it in any other sport but baseball. And I, I get the argument. Baseball is the, the lowest percentage of teams make the postseason in Major League Baseball. Literally over half the teams, 16 out of 30 teams make the playoffs in the NBA and the NHL. 12 teams make the playoffs out of, out of 32 in the National Football League. And I, I just cannot imagine Bill Belichick, you know, a Bill Belichick Patriots team being all like, hey, we're 10-3, and three. we just clinched a playoff berth. And then like, celebrating with champagne and having to put plastic over the locker room. That just would not happen, like, at all. But I'm, I'm with you, though, on the baseball, um, because you, the big old champagne and beer celebrations pouring out over everybody's head should be reserved for pennants and World Series championships, and that's it. It kind of waters it down a little bit. Ha ha. Oh, I, I completely agree. And I'm quite sure that it has something to do with the sponsorships. Oh, Bud, well, I don't know about that. I mean, Budweiser does sponsor those, and it's always Budweiser. Even at, at Miller Park, it was Budweiser. Even at because Coors that's Field, the MLB it was Budweiser. Partner. Right. But they've been doing this for, I mean, decades. Have they really done the yes. champagne toast at every oh, one? It was champagne before it was beer. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean,. Uh, I get it, and I have no idea who sponsors the champagne, though. So, I mean, you know, it's like the champagne celebration brought to you by Pepe Le Pew. My really bad French accent. Yeah, that took a turn for the worse. Never do that again. (laughs) Anywho, we were talking about baseball. Yeah. Let's talk about our World Series predictions, shall we? Okay. So, we're going to have Clayton Kershaw, three-time Cy Young Award winner for the Dodgers, going up against Chris Sale, seven-time All-Star for the Red Sox. We already talked about the Red Sox wins, 108 during the regular season. They're in the World Series for the 14th time, and they've won eight championships and three since 2004. And unfortunately for you, one of those was at the expense of the Cardinals. Yeah, it was. it's not just that it was at the expense of the Cardinals. I'm going to say this yet again. It was being swept in the World Series that was so painful. And you were there for Game 4. Yes. Painful. But... Um, and then the Dodgers are in the World Series. Oh, what were you going to say? I'm just going to say that I'm actually... I'm a little torn. These are two storied franchises. And I'm kind of torn on who I'm rooting for. Because I don't know the statistics. I'm, I'm a baseball fan. I'm not a baseball fanatic. So... I'm going to say that I feel like maybe I'm rooting for the Red Sox for some reason. I'm not sure quite why. Probably because they wear red. <laughs> well, it's more more because they've really been kicking tail all year. They have been the best team all season. I mean, the Astros were the defending champs, in the, and and one, they also won over 100 games this year. And the Red Sox handled them with ease. I mean, five games just went in there and, and, and like you said, kicked tail. Uh, the Dodgers are in the World Series. This is amazing. The World Series started in 1903. The Dodgers have been around since like 1890. But there are they are in their 20th World Series appearance as a franchise. But they've only got six championships and none since 1988. They were beaten, Yeah, it's been a while for yeah. them. They're, so they're kind of the underdog in this, I guess. Oh, without a doubt. And they're, they're kind of due. You know, they, they lost to the Astros last year. Uh, and you mentioned both being storied franchises. They actually did meet once before in the World Series. It was 1916 when the Boston Red Sox beat the Brooklyn Robins in five games. The Robins is what the the Red Sox, or excuse me, the Dodgers went through a few name changes before 
they settled on Dodgers in 1932. Uh, the Red Sox actually started out as the Boston Americans in what 1901, and they, they for like eight seasons before they settled on Red Sox. So, yeah, storied franchise. First matchup between these two franchises in 102 years, and. Here is why I think the National League team, whether it would have been the Brewers or the Dodgers, will win the World Series because okay. the DH. The Dodgers led the, the designated hitter for people who are not necessarily right. yeah. familiar. The Dodgers led the National League in home runs this year, and the Milwaukee Brewers were second. They have um, great lineups. The Red Sox have a very good lineup as well. But the Red Sox have been used to using a designated hitter. For the Dodgers, this gives them another bat in the lineup where guys like Kershaw or Walker Bueller or Rich Hill, they don't have to hit. And if when they do hit at Dodger Stadium, they're used to it. The Red Sox pitchers are not. We talked about Chris Sale. Second year with the Red Sox. Before that, he was with the White Sox. Uh, so that is where I think the Dodgers have an advantage. Their their pitchers are used to hitting, and the Red Sox pitchers are not, and the Dodgers can use the DH. That's another opportunity to get a guy like Jock Peterson or or uh, you know somebody to, to hit behind Manny Machado. It's another opportunity there. They can put Yasmani Grandal at DH instead of using him behind the plate where he's a liability. Okay. So I am going to say Dodgers in six games. All right, you go ahead and say that. What say you? I'm. I already told you, Red you think- Sox. I'm not going to say how many games because okay. I I told you I don't really know statistics, and I was trying to look up a little bit. You know, I know Puig, I know Kershaw, I know Dodger player names more than I know the Red Sox of this season but you know Mookie Betts he's probably going to be the AL MVP yeah you know the Dodgers just dispatched the team that had the NL MVP and and Christian Yelich so look the Red I'm not I'm, I mean I, I could be wrong the Red Sox are like a historically good team but I we'll talk about that that Mariners team that won 115 116 games they didn't even make it to the World Series they lost to the Yankees in the AL Championship Series so you know, regular season wins don't count for much. And you know, when you get to the World Series, and while the Dodgers will have home field advantage, um, yeah, I, I, think that, I think this is a great matchup for the Dodgers. I'll just have to take your word for it, and we will <laughs> see what happens when we watch the games. We will. And right now, after this word from Children's Hope Alliance, we're going to tell you a lot of people have asked us what we've been up to, like what's next for us. And uh, so we will tell you what is next for the home run on wheels trip and we will give you an update on holmes's cancer treatments which uh spoiler alert they've been going pretty well you see everybody else have a family i remember just like you know like saying what's wrong with me you know josh spent 16 years in dss custody after unthinkable abuse and neglect he came to children's hope alliance last year to join our independent living program to help him transition into adulthood i'm thankful being an independent living of the children's hope alliance because i don't know where else i would be independent living is just one of nearly 30 programs at children's hope alliance visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate to learn how to help kids like josh in 2014 there were 702,000 cases of reported child maltreatment in the u.s that's enough to pack Wrigley Field 17 times. Visit childrenshopealliance.org 
to learn how to give hope to a child. I didn't give birth to these kids, but they're here and they're our family and they're our kids. Carrie and her husband couldn't have a baby on their own, but they wanted to raise a family. So they reached out to Children's Hope Alliance to learn about becoming foster parents. Children's Hope Alliance helped place a little boy named Riley in their home. The couple adopted Riley about a year later, then adopted his older brother too. Now their house and their hearts are full of family. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. Did you know there are enough kids in foster care to fill the rosters of almost 1,500 MLB teams and their entire farm systems? We need more foster parents. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn more. Any child should be able to at least go to a foster home and experience the family. After a traumatic past, Briar was fostered and adopted through Children's Hope Alliance. I felt like God chose this place, and I feel like when He opened the door for them being my foster parents, He also opened the door for them being my mom and dad. There are kids right now in your community waiting for someone like you to open their hearts and home. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. Welcome back to the Home Runner Wheels podcast. And Patty, like I said before the break, a lot of people have asked us, what's next? What are you going to do next? What's the next trip? And what are we doing next? Well, we'll have to figure that out. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we I still want to do Route 66. Uh, I think it'll be fun. It, we can do it leisurely, you know, with uh, your work schedule. We can kind of be in one place during the week and travel on the weekends from place to place. Um, that would be a nice refreshing change from our pace that we had in oh it was kind of a hectic pace going from city to city and driving you know four six hundred miles in a, a day and then doing it again two days later right <laughs> but things are kind of put on hold not just because of uh the holmes's chemotherapy protocol which will be six months uh we're about a month into that now and he's been doing extremely well i took him for a walk sunday i took a break from uh the nfl games and binge watching this is us to uh <laughs> and crying <laughs> who doesn't cry when they watch uh this is us i don't know robots <laughs> right but it was, it was such a cool thing to do uh your sister veronica where we're staying she lives about a i don't know what three blocks from a park and uh alpha park in bartonville so i, I took her over or i took holmes over there and he actually started running in the he, open space over there it was awesome to see he's, yeah, he's got his energy back He's he's been, you know, galloping along and just seeing what he had been like even before we knew he had cancer, we knew he wasn't feeling well. And it's it's a marked difference. Without a doubt. Sure. He's still not eating like we would hope he would eat. We gotta kinda have to bribe him with I think he might have gotten spoiled you th- with so, the bribes. That's and what just I trying think. to get him to eat where we would give him chicken and, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's so like, you think that's hey, like if I hold now? out, maybe I'll get some good stuff instead of this dog food. <laughs> he does go crazy for the treats, and it's nice that we got those little pill pocket treats that he loves. They're those ba- are the best invention they're, ever. Yeah, they're bacon flavored, and, and he loves them. You just put the stuff, the the pill in there. They're, they're malleable, so you can smush it around the pill and then Ooh, he, there's he, does, an he doesn't even word. know it <laughs> he just, malleable he, so he just uh takes it down and yeah i actually uh, you know use a, a, a thesaurus this morning before we turn this on so <laughs> um but so there's your update on holmes we're still waiting for the rv to be fixed uh you know i like i told my sister sunday when she was like what's wrong with the rv it's like well several things nothing major that 
No, but a list of 20 items. 22 if you include the oil change that's going to be done. I don't include that because that's not really the items that, that are holding us up. Right, but we had 21 issues on the work order that they're going to look at. And um, slow going as camping worlds are, it's extremely frustrating. Uh, I hope we never have to go to another camping world again after this. But um, So we're just waiting on that to be finished. And then we'll, we'll have to settle somewhere in St. Louis or around St. Louis while, until Holmes is done. But then, yeah, uh, hopefully early next year sometime we get to uh, go on my Route 66 trip that I've been dreaming about for years well it all depends on what happens in the meantime with other opportunities or what have yeah, you, you know, as who well knows? i could get a job offer and, and you know and take that uh we could win the so, billion dollars oh yeah there you go man the we'll mega- take your route 66 trip for sure right yeah mega millions up to 1.6 billion <laughs> that's a billion buh, 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 buh. yeah that, w- that would be nice of course you know if, if you win that 1.6 billion dollars you might you know you're only gonna get like you know 900 million I guess we could maybe live with that. Yeah, I'm thinking I could I could live off nine hundred thousand. <laughs> so for a while, anyway. Right. Well, I mean, at least till we get to retirement or whatever. You know, you invest some of it, you know, and 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 you're good. Gravy, golden. All right. Yeah, but so that's kind of what what uh, is up to you know like nothing's changed since we told you last time what we were up to next. We're kind of in a holding pattern there, but uh, you know it's I think it's kind of good to get out a little bit. Um, I do wish we had a place of our own, though. You know, it's like we said it with your parents for a while, and now we're saying it at your sisters, and it's nice to, you know, like, you, you, I don't know. It's always like when, when you're visiting somebody, you know, it's like you're a stranger in somebody else's home, even though it's family. Well, and we've been very much welcomed and made to feel at home as much as possible here. But, yeah, it, it, you do feel a little bit like you're intruding, even though they, you know they love you and everything else. But, but yeah, um we're very fortunate to have our family here to help us out in our time of need. Without a doubt. And uh, we don't have to take Holmes down to St. Louis to see his vet this week, but we do have to do it next week and then two weeks after that. Um, so that's what's going on with him. But like I said before, he is doing extremely well. Yeah, and even the treatments haven't been bothering him at all. Yeah, we were worried they were going to have to anesthetize him to give him some of the treatments, but be they only need to do that for uh, what the vet said as a... Uh, Difficult Difficult dogs, and Holmes is definitely not. Holmes is the antithesis of difficult. Very much so. And if you've met Holmes, you know we are not just you know blowing smoke up your ear because we love our boy. He is literally the best behaved dog I've ever been around in my life. He's he's fabulous, and and we're glad he's back to his normal self. But so next week, um, I guess we'll see how the World Series is going. We will. We will see if the Red Sox stay as hot as they have been, or if the Dodgers can be artful. It's an Oliver Twist reference. Stop looking at me like that. Okay, yeah, I had no idea what you were talking about there. The artful Dodger? Nope, sorry, I've uh, never seen Oliver Twist. So. We'll have to take care of that. Okay, all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.